Hello, everybody. This is The Illegal Angle, and I am Angel Mom Maria Mendoza, bringing you news of what's happening in our country, having to do with open borders, amnesty, the illegal invasion of our country, the Democrats want, they encourage, and basically fund through our American taxpayer dollars. Mind you, we as American voters have no say in these executive orders, rules, and laws these Democrats push to encourage this invasion but we are the bank and they love using our money for other little special projects. Um, I met with Andy, Arizona Congressman Andy Biggs a few nights ago for dinner here in Arizona after he had spent two days touring the border, speaking with Border Patrol, Arizona sheriffs on the front line and with contractors who have been stopped from performing their contracts of border wall by an executive order recently signed by Biden. Andy had eight freshman members of Congress with him. I was really very honored that Andy asked me to come and speak. I did things a little differently this time, and I explained what angel families are to the freshman Congress uh, members and what we advocate for. But I actually had asked my audience if there were questions that they wanted answers to um, from my audience on Facebook and, and different other forms of social media. And here's how things kind of played out. A couple of years ago, when we were down at the border wall in Sunland Park and in other parts of Texas, uh, we had been to the airport at McAllen and we had also been at the airport in El Paso. And we noticed that there was a special line that illegals were going through TSA and they were going through the line without valid IDs. They weren't being screened as Americans are um, in order to board a plane. They were didn't have to put any of their backpacks or any of their belongings on a scanner. They didn't have to go through a body scanner. They were allowed to go through TSA with open bottles of sodas, water, whatever. And we found this a little strange. And one of the women who was with us was actually a flight attendant. And so she went over and talked to one of the TSA agents and they said, you know, this, this is what we were told to do. You know, a lot of these people, the um, identification they have doesn't even match the paperwork that they have in their folders. And they were accompanied by a woman lawyer who was representing the Catholic diocese there in El Paso um, with the incident at the El Paso airport. So, I, you know, Andy said the only really answer they got from TSA was that these people are screened off site. And, you know, I got, I got to, to thinking and I said to him, you know, if if Americans were at a travel agency and we got on a bus or a van to go to the airport because we were all going on the, on the same cruise together, we were flying to the location, they wouldn't be able to tell them that we were scanned off site. We would still have to go through all that process. And so Andy Biggs office is going to look a little further into that. But I just didn't know how many of you all knew that this was happening at some of the airports there in Southern Texas. Another thing that we talked about was um, the, the halt on the border wall construction. The Supreme Court ruled in July of 2020 in a five to four vote that Trump was still allowed to use the military funds transferred for border wall construction. And it said it was okay to move forward pending a final decision on the funds. So I asked um, them, does an executive order signed by Biden at this time have the final say at this point? And um, Andy explained to me that there was three different sections of funding for the wall. One of them was by Congress, which that money's been spent. 
Then there was additional funds from the military and, and then additional funds by the Pentagon. And those funds have expired. And so it has to be reapproved by Congress, which of course we're never going to get this time around with the Democratic controlled um, house again. But the big question is these contractors have already been paid and they've bought all of the material that's needed. I watched a segment on Newsmax the other night where they were showing a huge field in Texas that just had ballards, steel ballards just stacked everywhere and all their machinery. And the contractors are just saying that stuff's going to lay there and rot unless, um, you know, they let them go ahead and finish their contracts. Mind you, this is going to be completely wasted taxpayer money because the contractors have been paid. I don't know how they would get them to give them the money back when they've bought all this equipment. I mean, all of this, uh, this product, the steel and everything, cement, rebar, everything that they need on those projects. And a lot of these contractors bought additional heavy equipment in order to get these jobs done. So, um, that's where we are and the, and they are on, on a pause right now. And some of these GOP congressional members are going to be pushing them to allow them to at least finish off the contracts that have been paid for and secure some more of the border. I mean, there's a 56 mile stretch. There's a 33 mile stretch. There's many, many contracts that are out there. So it could be upwards of about 200 to 250 miles, I believe of additional border security that can be finished with the contracts that are already paid for. So this is something we're going to be keeping our eye on. Um, another question that we asked was um, in the fall of 2019, Senator Tillis had called me to come and testify in Senate for the justice for victims of sanctuary cities act of 2019 that would allow citizens to sue sanctuary policymakers who have protected illegals that have gone on to kill their loved ones. I tested that, testified at that hearing prior to the State of the Union in January of 2020. And so I was asking um, Andy Biggs, the freshman members wouldn't have known about this, but I was asking him, what has happened to this, this bill? Is it withdrawn? Is it dead? Where is it at this point? Because I had put many calls into Senator Tillis's office asking and leaving messages for the status update on this bill. And I asked Andy, because I had this feeling, and I even said it to one of Senator Tillis's, um, I think it was his chief of staff, I said, if I find out that Senator Tillis brought that bill forward strictly to get an endorsement by President Trump for the 2020 elections, I am going to be highly upset. And um, that's really kind of how it happened, because at the State of the Union, Trump endorsed Senator Tillis, and he just kind of dropped the ball at that point. And so when I asked Andy, he said, yes, that's absolutely what happened. I was glad to see the other day, I read an article that um, Senator Tillis, along with a few others, has brought a bill forward there in um, North Carolina to have the um, law enforcement cooperate with the 287G program, which if ICE has placed a hold on an illegal alien criminal, that the law enforcement does have to cooperate with them and, you know, hold on to that prisoner until um, ICE is able to come get them to slate them for deportation or to hold on to them if there's going to be a, a trial for some crime they've committed. 
um, in 2018 in North Carolina, there was three sheriffs that were voted in. One of them was Sheriff McFadden in Mecklenburg County, I believe. Anyway, all three of these sheriffs came in and immediately enacted sanctuary policies in these counties, protecting illegal criminals um, in their counties. And the most frightening thing about this is the previous governor of North Carolina had actually passed law that, um, and had law passed that there could be no sanctuary cities. There could be no sanctuary counties in the state. It was a anti-sanctuary state. So the fact that the citizens and the lawmakers there in that state are allowing these sheriffs to run rogue and, and allow this to happen is frightening because there is a child rape epidemic going on in North Carolina. And I talked about this in one of my previous um, podcasts. Check out the website NC for North Carolina, ncfire.info, and you'll see what I'm talking about. One of the last things that I ask um, Andy Biggs and these freshman um, congressional members at dinner was, President Biden's press secretary said one question about Biden's immediate focus on immigration. She responded that it's a broader approach to fighting for racial equity. You're going to be hearing this word a lot, folks. Illegals are not a race, first of all. They are people illegally present in our country. They are non-citizens. And how, I asked them, how will all of you fight this racial equity agenda that Democrats are pushing behind the scenes? And I had a lot of them, you know, speak up and talk about it. Um, you really need to be aware of what's going on. We are being so distracted by, you know, this fraudulent impeachment that they're trying to do, by COVID, by all of these things that um, Democrats and the media who support them and their agendas are throwing out at you so that you're not really aware of what's going on in Congress and with this new administration. You know, racial equality is an absolute right in this country and, and, and it's law. And um, everybody should have the equal opportunity to, you know, get a job, to open a business, to go to college. Those types of things are absolutely expected in this country. However, racial equity, which is what they're talking about when they talk about illegals and, and illegal immigrants, um, racial equality. Equa I mean, at racial equity, equity means that everybody's given the same opportunity, but if five out of 10 people who are given the same opportunities don't come out with the same outcome that, that five of them do, then the other five are given more um, opportunities so that their outcome is the same as the other five. And this is what racial equity is all about. And we have got to fight this. <sighs> I mean, th this is so outrageous to me that they even talk about illegal immigrants in the same sense that they would talk about American citizens. And even if you're an American citizen, the thought of equity versus equality is a really dangerous road that we're going down. So I can't encourage you all enough to really pay attention to what's going on in Congress, the things that they're trying to pass they are now, I just heard today that the Democrats are trying to push the amnesty for the 11 million or 12 million illegals who are in this country, which folks, it's really somewhere between 23 to 32 million. There's really no clear number, but it's not 
11 or 12 million. They're trying to push that and add that to the COVID relief bill. Um, this is this just frightens me to death of the people who are in charge in Congress. And I'm just going to be trying to bring more and more awareness to this and keep you informed of the things that I find out. I'm going to get a little more in depth on my next podcast of two crimes that have been committed just recently and kind of go down a list of things and any other things that are coming up in Congress or what the president is doing, kind of keep on top of all of that for you. I really appreciate you listening in. And if any of you have any questions that you'd like answered, feel free to email me at marianne at angelfamilies.com. And I will be glad to include um, questions and answers at the beginning of my next podcast so that we can kind of interact with each other in, in a informative way. And I can help you, um, you know, get questions answered that you may have. I hope you all have a wonderful day. And thank you for listening in. This is Marianne Mendoza with The Illegal Angle.